This is Deepa from DeepaBarrow.com, and you're listening to the Deep Beauty Podcast. Hey guys, so I have Akansha Agarwal here with me today. She's the founder of CitrusAndGold.com, which is a health and wellness blog. It's all about nutrition, fitness, and wellness. It's a really great read, guys. You guys are going to learn a lot. Definitely check out her blog. Akansha, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to have you on because, well, so the way that Akansha and I met, she signed up for one of my contests um, where it was like a free makeup lesson online, and just getting to know her over the past couple of years has been really great. She's had so many hopes and dreams like you have wanted. You started a blog. You wanted to do it permanently, but you weren't sure if you should do it or not. And now recently you quit your job at LinkedIn, which is like, I mean, for a lot of people, that would be like the end all be all of their career. But for you, you were like, no, this is not enough. I need to get my voice out there. And you have jumped into this whole world, this wellness world full time. How's it been so far? It's been Amazing. I mean, I'm so glad I took this jump. Obviously, it is scary at times. Every day is an emotional roller coaster, but I honestly, as cliche as it sounds, I've never been happier. That's so good. It's, you know what, when you're doing something that you actually, you really truly love, it's so completely rewarding. Yeah, you know, that's what it is, I think. I, even though I do feel like I'm working harder, I'm working such odd hours. I feel so connected to what I'm doing now and I know I'm doing it for myself versus doing it for someone else. And I think that emotional connection I have to my work is really just helping me so much. And I think that really translates to, you know, the people that are following you. They can see how much passion you have for it and how much you love it. And, you know, they just feel connected to it. I hope they can. <laughs> <laughs> well, so I really think it's cool what you're doing with the cookbook that you and your mom are coming out with. Talk to me a little bit about it. Yeah, definitely. So my mom and I are working on a healthy Indian food cookbook. Right now it's going to be an ebook, but essentially we want to make Indian food, one, healthier, and two, approachable. So I, I think the Indian food that people have every day, it's generally pretty healthy. But when people think about Indian food, they think about butter chicken, samosas, naan, and not the everyday, so like, kitchries. <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, they're so good, right? Yeah. But there's so many other simple everyday meals that yeah. can be made that are really good for you. Totally. Then the second part is making it approachable, especially for someone who hasn't cooked a lot of Indian food. I think the most intimidating part can be the time it takes and the number of spices. So we're addressing the time part where there's some things you can do a lot faster or just kind of put it in a slow cooker and just like not have to monitor it. But the spices, this has been hard for my mom, but I've been really much like we use only these 15 or so spices throughout the book and we try to find different ways to use it. The best part is now that most of these spices and ingredients can be found on Amazon. I think creating this cookbook even 10 years ago might have been difficult for those who don't have access to Indian grocery stores. But now it's so much easier because you can just stick with the click of a button, get the ingredients you need. And yeah, it's been a very big learning process for us too. We've never created anything like this before. My mom's been cooking like for like 30 something years and she can do it like in a heartbeat. But now that we have to measure everything, write it down precisely, explain every like little detail. It's definitely been a fun journey, but a lot to learn throughout the process. Well, I'm sure it's going to be amazing. I'm definitely looking forward to it coming out. So you guys know all about the Secret Deep Beauty Facebook group. 
Well, Akancha actually has one of her own. It's called the CNC Girl Gang. How are you enjoying that so far? Yeah, the CNC Girl Gang has been actually one of the best decisions I've made with my brand and business. Honestly, I started it back in June, and I honestly thought I would have maybe 20 or 30 friends who join, maybe a couple of their own friends, just talking about health and wellness. And originally, I started with the intention of bringing South Asian women together to find that like-minded bond uh, for health and wellness. Now it's open to all women who are interested in it. But the group just kept on growing and growing. And I could really tell there was just that need for finding that community of people who want to care of their health, their body, their minds. So now I think over the last four months, we're over 400 people. And it's been really through mostly organic reach. And so it's been it's kind of my baby. I really love the people in it and just, you know, what's going on in there. That's awesome. Okay, so we're going to jump into the interview now. I have a few questions for you. Like I mentioned to you guys before in the past podcast episodes, we're going to be talking to different people every week and kind of seeing what they've gone through in their life what they've learned along the way, and tips that can help you guys if you're going through something similar. So Akansha's been through a bit of a health journey um, over the years. She's had a few ups and downs, and I think that it can really sort of resonate with the rest of us that are listening that are going through something similar. So talk to me about your health journey. When did you first realize something was off? Definitely. So the first time I realized something was off was... Around the time when I was coming back from studying abroad in Barcelona. So I was a junior in college, kind of having the best time of my life in some ways. Where I was getting to travel to a bunch of different countries, meet new people, just explore. But at the same time, I've kind of lost sight of my health and my wellness, with also my mental health, where I was constantly exhausted. I unfortunately got a really bad stomach flu that left me in the hospital for a couple of days. Oh, wow where my digestive system was completely thrown off. And I also just gained some weight from eating and drinking out. And so when I came back from Barcelona, I remember like seeing my parents and really excited to see them. I ran up the stairs to my room to drop off my stuff. And I looked at myself in the mirror and I just stared back and I just did not recognize myself. And I think it was more than just like how I looked. I just didn't feel confident. I didn't know who I was anymore. So it was literally like an instant moment where I was like, I need to turn my life around. And I turned to a lot of help from online websites like toneitup.com, Blogilates. I signed up for my first 10K. So my initial kind of approach to it was just to lose weight and just look healthier. But now, five years later, or maybe even more than five years now, I think the journey has evolved and developed so much. Yes, I still want to be strong and be able to run half marathons, but there's so much of the mind that's in the journey now, too. Right. So I've kind of dealt with anxiety on and off in my life, but I really learned how to control it, or I'm learning how to control it, I should say, through my self-discipline with working out, through what I eat. Um, there's a huge connection with the gut and the mind. Oh, yeah. And Definitely. Yeah. I'm just for sure, you know, too, so that crazy. when your gut is off, so I had a lot of digestive issues. Again, I think it started from that stomach flu I had. When your gut is off, your mind is just not the same. I remember last year, uh, last summer, I was having a lot of gut issues. I couldn't tell what was happening. At the same time, I felt very anxious and almost depressed. I, I don't know if I've told this to anyone before, but I was on the bus going to work, and I just started swelling up in tears. 
Mm-hmm. And it just like made no sense to me, like what's going on. And finally I consulted a nutritionist who specializes in these gut issues. And since then, like the journey's long, but I've learned so much about my body. I kind of feel at peace. I feel so much better. So yeah, I think the journey kind of evolves for everyone. And so it might just start with a simple thing. Like I want to lose 10 pounds and then it becomes so much bigger and deeper. Yeah, I think I definitely understand what you're saying about the gut and the mental stuff. Because like the whole alopecia thing, like having to go on a very restrictive diet with all of that, I definitely noticed a difference. And part of it was, you know, what I had read about it helping you grow your hair back, the AIP diet. But then when I was on it, I noticed how much it helped with my stress levels. So I totally, totally get what you're saying. And and I feel like I'm I'm glad that there's people like you out there that are bringing awareness to it because I feel like a lot of people still don't know that and they they really need to understand that, you know? Yeah, and it's hard to recognize that. I mean, I don't think you necessarily think about, oh, my stomach's upset, so that's why I'm feeling stressed. Right. But yeah. You there has think been a that. lot of yeah. research around it. Yeah. Yeah. So how how did you get through it all? Like I know you were saying that you went on toneitup.com and you signed up for a 10K, but how did you get through it mentally? From like Hmm. the beginning to now where you're doing so much better. What would be like if somebody was listening and they were going through something similar, what would be like the first maybe couple of steps you would tell them to do? I'd say find a support system if you can. So people who've gone through a similar journey, if it's or not even have to go through something similar, people who understand what you're doing. Because you're feeling any pushback or rejection from people who are close to you, it's going to make it much harder to deal with yourself. So if you can't find that within your friends and family. There are so many online communities that are great for this. I think Tone It Up is one example where a lot of people have flourished and just finding, making their wellness a priority. I think for a lot of people, it's hard to make it a priority because they don't see that happening around them. Right. That was hard for me too, actually, when I started you know, cooking my own meals, eating healthier in college. All my classmates, not all of them, but a lot of them weren't focusing on that. So it felt very isolating at first. Right. So the earlier on you can find a community, whether it's even through group fitness classes or run clubs, that's better. Um, the second part is fear. I think a lot of times we are so scared to try something new, whether it is like a new fitness class. I'm now a group fitness instructor, but I still remember the days when I was so scared to go into this new class because I didn't know if I could keep up or just be able to do the moves right. So for those instances, I would recommend maybe going with a friend if you can, if that helps, or just introduce yourself to the instructor and, you know, share what your concerns are. That kind of emotional connection or bond that you create with an instructor can really help you just get rid of those fears. I didn't even, I never thought about it that way. That's that's a really good point. I I think, you know, the thing is that everybody has to start from somewhere, right? Like somebody, it's always going to be somebody's first day, you know? And I like that. I like that. Making the connection with the instructor is really great. That's a great tip. Right. And I think the older we get, the less that we, we don't have to push ourselves to do new things all the time. I remember when we were in school, you're getting pushed with new kind of material and things you do in PE. You just had to do it. But now you kind of, have the choice if you want to push yourself or not. So a lot of us kind of just like sit back and don't move because of fear. So not really doing that 10K, that kind of similar feeling that you got when you're doing a piano recital when you're a kid. It's like nervous butterflies, but that that happens to everyone. So 
I think fear is a lot of it. Yeah, I do yeah. I agree with you. So I think we kind of touched on this in regards to the fitness and mental health connection. And I know you've done like a lot of research yourself over the years. Can you maybe talk to whoever's listening about maybe some points in regards to the connection between fitness and mental health? Yeah, absolutely. So I think I can start with my own personal story. When I was first starting my wellness journey, I would follow what other things I'd see on Instagram and social media. And so many people were very much focused on, I guess, counting their calories, making sure they're having those like six clean meals a day, very regimented, kind of how I guess maybe bodybuilders do it, like very much focused on the physique and what you're eating. Right. And that honestly stressed me out. I didn't feel good. I must have been a little leaner, but I just like didn't feel connected with myself. Mm-hmm. And that's why I realized like fitness shouldn't be something that takes over your life. It shouldn't be something that makes you unhappy. You should be doing the opposite. You should feel happier in your body. You should be comfortable. You don't want to be the person who doesn't go to dinner with your friends because those don't like the food that doesn't meet your dietary restriction or something like that. You want to be able to live a normal life. Yeah. And I think that's where that mental connection comes in. So when I think about fitness, I'm not too interested in telling someone how like to get a bigger butt. It's yeah. more about how do you how do you <laughs> accept every... how your body is like and that's do activities obsession. that you enjoy. I mean, like, I mean, I'm going to be honest, I don't mind if I get a bigger yeah. butt. But <laughs> that's not my goal. My yeah. goal is more to really find that contentment, that excitement and that curiosity and just learning. Oh, I mean, counting calories is the worst. That is just Mm -hmm. like, that is the quickest way to get me off of any diet. (laughs) Thank you. I don't want to like sit there and measure and it's too much. Yeah. And it works for some people. Great. But I don't think everyone should feel like that's what they have to do to be healthy. That's a really good point too. I feel like there are so many different approaches when it comes to getting healthier. There's not just one that fits everybody. If one doesn't work, try something else. 100%. Yeah. So also, I wanted to talk a little bit about your recent jump from working for a corporation to now working for yourself, which a lot of listeners I know definitely have thought about at some point or other, but for whatever reason, they haven't done it yet. Can you talk a little bit about what that was like for you and maybe offer some advice for the people that are wanting to do the same? Definitely. So to start this off, I would like to say that I'm not a type A entrepreneur type who's going to live out of their car. I'm not very risky. I'm actually quite risk averse. So for me to take this jump was actually a very big deal. And it's interesting. I started Citrus and Gold about a year and a half ago. And the month I started it, my dad was like, oh, maybe sometime this would become your full-time gig. And I kind of just looked at him and scoffed. I'm like, that's never going to happen. I'm not that's not even my original intent. Mm-hmm. But um, so to go back a little bit, I guess I started this in my third year of working in corporate. So I got very fortunate to work at LinkedIn since I graduated college. So I interned there, graduated. And for over four years, I kind of grew my career there. I got a lot of great resources and just kept on kind of building my professional career at LinkedIn. And at the same time, I developed my passion for health and wellness and fitness. I started my blog. I started teaching uh, group fitness and just trying to like play around with things. And I think I came to the point where I couldn't figure out if I was unsatisfied with my company because I'd been there for too long. 
if my role wasn't the right fit for me, maybe I needed a different role at a different company, or if it was that I actually just wanted to pursue my own idea. And to take this decision, it actually took a lot of time. So for the other people who are listening who are considering this, it takes time. So if you feel like you still don't have an answer, that's okay. It's going to take time to convince yourself. I think that's what you have to eventually do is convince yourself. There's no one else who needs to be convinced of what you need to do. So what really helped me, though, was just talking it out. I think I'm a person, if something's internal too much, it just frustrates me too much. Mm-hmm. So I really lean towards my family, my boyfriend, my mentors and managers at LinkedIn were actually very, very supportive, which I think is a wow. huge blessing. It's very rare. Yeah, that's but great. they knew, yeah, they knew that I wanted something bigger. And whether it's out of this company or my own role, uh, like a different role at a different company, um, they were willing to have a conversation, which is really helpful. The second part is, I think when you talk to people, sometimes you're seeking for that permission where can you can I actually take this jump? Does it make sense? And I'm going to say that you don't need that per- permission, but it still helps. Mm-hmm. When my boyfriend told me, "Why don't you just quit?" Like I, my first reaction was like, "No, I can never do that. That's that's stupid. Why would why would I do that?" But I think just by having him say something like that. It's kind of gave me the permission to really focus on what I want to do. To kind of allow yourself to explore those ideas, right? Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, support so is important. I, it is so supportive. So I think the support, um, kind of the mindful, I think your mind's the biggest thing that's stopping you here from taking that leap. But then again, um, there's a the second part of being practical. Can you actually afford to take this leap right now? Do you have the right resources to support you? And I am very fortunate that I have my family around me so I could lean on them if I ever need to. I was able to save enough money to support myself for a while. So I think those things definitely do matter as well. Yeah. But a lot of people, I think a lot of people, at least I know, have that too. But that fear, again, the feeling of being an imposter, not good enough, that's what really is stopping them. So there's so many great online resources, mindset coaches um, that I think helped me also to just like really take this jump. Because I remember when we talked about a year ago and you were talking about your blog, you kind of talked like the way you were mentioning, you were speaking with your dad where you're like, oh, I couldn't do this full time. And and I remember thinking, no, you could, you know, there's no reason you (laughs) couldn't. And so it's really great to see that you've taken that leap and and now, you know, because sometimes if you have that safety net, you're not motivated to push yourself forward. But it's when you take that safety net away, you have nothing to fall back on. There's nowhere to go but up. So I'm I'm really proud of you. That's so true. Yeah. Just ripping off that bandage helps so much. Yeah. And I'm really excited to see all the things that you're going to come out with. And it's really nice to hear that your mom is taking a big part of this whole journey because, I mean, it's that support, that family support that I think in the South Asian community, we're very blessed to have, you know? We are. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you've heard of this conference, Create and Cultivate, but my mom and I went to it together as our first kind of it was kind of like marking a new journey in our our own professional journey. So it's a conference for women who want to create and cultivate their own careers. So they have conferences all across the States. And we went to Seattle and had this one day where we'd listen to different content creators, bloggers, business owners, all women who just talked about their journey. So being able to share that moment with my mom was also very special. Oh, that's so sweet. Yeah. Yeah. And your mom's really cute too. (laughs) Oh, I'll let her know you said that. (laughs) 
So I just wanted to let everybody know that we are doing a giveaway with this podcast as well. Akansha is being so generous to offer one of the listeners a 30-minute wellness consultation, as well as myself, I'm going to be offering one of you guys a 30-minute beauty consultation. And um, you guys can sign up. Um, I'm going to have all the instructions and everything in the blog post for this podcast at deepabarar.com. What you'll have to do for Akansha is download her ebook. It's called Seven Ways to Jump on the Turmeric Train. It's a really great read, so definitely check that out. For me, what I want you guys to do is sign up for my Deep Beauty Facebook group if you guys aren't a part of it. And we'll have all the instructions, like I said, on the blog post for this and then on social media as well. Why don't you go ahead and drop your social media handles? Sure. So you can find me at citrusandgold.com. I'm also on Facebook, Citrus and Gold, and Instagram, uh, Citrus and Gold. (laughs) I also have my secret Facebook group. So if you guys do want to be part of that, it is the C and G as in girl, girl gang. And if you guys just request to join, I will approve you. And for me, everything is under Deepa Brar. So Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, everything is Deepa Brar, YouTube. And thank you so much, Akansha, for being a part of this podcast episode. It was really nice to have you on. And I'm looking forward to everything that you're going to come out with. Thank you so much again.